the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Cornerstone Connection, the radio ministry of Pastor Gary Hamrick of Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. Pastor Gary is teaching through Revelation. Real love is calling, listen, truth opens up your eyes. Mercy is waiting for you with every sunrise. Try to imagine when you have a third of the sea destroyed like this because it becomes blood, you are reducing Earth's oxygen levels by about 20%. So this is going to be now, so now you're gasping for air, you can't breathe as well, and every time you draw in a deep breath, you're just smelling the stench. I mean, you have to try to imagine what life on planet Earth would be like, because this is like hard to even comprehend. The Apostle John describes to the best of his ability what will happen in the last days. God has given him visions of the disasters that will occur on earth. And not only are they bad, but they're really bad. It doesn't get better. Today, Pastor Gary describes what each trumpet means for us who are still left on earth. Friends, God will do anything to get our attention. He'll do what he has to in hopes that we'll finally submit our lives to him. He loves you. Will you turn away from how you used to live and accept him? At the close of Pastor Gary's message today, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Cornerstone Connection. Subscribe to the podcast or get in touch with us. But for now, let's join Pastor Gary in the book of Revelation chapter 8 with today's edition of Cornerstone Connection. The Greek word for another angel, the Greek word is alos, meaning of the same kind. So this eighth is of the same kind of the seven that preceded the eighth. So Jesus is not an angel, despite what um, Jehovah's Witnesses tell you. He's not Michael the archangel. He's superior to any angel. This is an angel like the other angels. Okay, so this is not Jesus. But this angel, the reason why some Bible scholars say, well, maybe this is Jesus, is because he's going to serve here in somewhat of a priestly role. Now, again, this doesn't mean it's Jesus, because even human beings on earth in the in Levitical system, of the Mosaic law served in a priestly role where they would connect man to God and God to man. Now, that priestly role has been removed because Jesus now is our intercessor. He is our high priest. But when you look at the role of this angel, even though this angel is going to be functioning in somewhat of a priestly role, this angel is another angel, alos, of the same kind. So this, this is an inferior angel to Jesus as Messiah, as God. And this angel takes a golden censer, and he came and he stood at the altar, and he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, please make a note in the margin of your Bible. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, the Bible tells us that the earthly temple that was built in Jerusalem 
God gave originally the tabernacle design to Moses and then the construction of the permanent temple to David and David's son Solomon would build it. And Hebrews 8, 5 says that the temple built in Jerusalem was a type of, a shadow, a picture of the actual temple in heaven. And that in heaven, there is an actual throne. And when you look at the different elements of the temple that once stood in Jerusalem, since has been destroyed in 70 AD, it actually just is a picture for us of a heavenly design. And in heaven, just like there was on the earthly temple, there's this golden censer, there's an altar, there's incense, there's a throne, and God is seated on the throne. And this angel then is uh, bringing this incense, and incense was a picture of the prayers of the saints as the incense rose to heaven, this wonderful aromatic thing, that it was a reflection of the prayers of the saints that rose to God. Now, who's praying here? It doesn't tell us. Are these those saints who have been martyred during the tribulation? Are these perhaps even the prayers of the saints over the course of time in history. Uh, It's probably all of that. The wonderful thing here is that the prayers of the saints are never forgotten by God. They have been preserved and kept and heard by the Lord, and they are now in this beautiful picture here, rising like incense to the throne of God. Now, at the same time that the prayers are going up, judgments are about to come down. So note that. And it says in verse 5, And then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. Now, this is the beginning of the judgments of the series of trumpets coming upon the earth. So the aroma of the prayers are going up. Judgment is about to come down. And with that, all of these sounds there in verse 5, noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. And so the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. So here's this picture of, in heaven, these seven angels positioned with trumpets, and they are about ready to each sound their trumpet and pronounce these judgments. So uh, what I've done here as we go through these verses, I've summarized uh, the different trumpet judgments. And so here's the first one, and then we'll read through the text again. What we're going to find when, when the first trumpet is blown by this first angel is that a third of the earth is, burnt, is burned up, a third of the trees are burned up, and all the green grass is burned up. And when you read, as, as we'll see here in a moment, the phrase mingled with blood, it probably indicates that many will die. This judgment is similar to, the, to one of the plagues in Exodus chapter 9. And so again, here's what it says, starting in verse 7 in your Bibles. The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Now, listen, this is going to have tremendous ecological ramifications. A third of the trees, you know, all the green grass. Think about how this, it's a domino effect. Think about how now, what's, what will livestock graze on? There will be no grass to graze on. A third of the trees completely burned up. You know, I, 
you've heard my bent uh, uh, that I think the environmental movement has kind of be taken on a life of its own. And, and some people, I think, worship the planet more than they do worship God. And Romans tells us that there's going to be this inversion of that kind of thing in the latter days where people worship creation more than they do the creator. And I see some of that happening. I, I hope you, you have your eyes open and you're, and you're awake to this kind of a thing that's happening in our world now where, you know, there's all this big, you know, push for the environment and go green and carbon footprint. And I think to myself, you have no idea what is about to come upon the earth because it's all going to burn. It's all going to burn. Now, that doesn't mean we need to go and, you know, destroy the planet, you know, pick up trash and, and uh, I begrudgingly recycle and stuff like that, even though they have now discovered that recycling is more expensive in the long run. Anyway. The issue is here, though, that God is going to bring terror upon the earth. And a third of the trees, I mean, imagine the tree huggers are going to have a conniption fit. It's going to be like there's a third less trees to hug, yep, and, uh, and there's no green grass at all. And so this is what is going to happen. But, you know, again, the ramifications of, of how this will affect livestock is untold. Then, then the second trumpet sounds. The second trumpet between verses 8 and 9, tells us that a third of the sea becomes blood, a third of sea life is killed, and a third of sea vessels are destroyed. And it says in verse 8, Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed." Now, you have to remember that John is writing in the first century, and often as he writes, he describes things using similes, like or as. So, you know, he's like, the second angel sounded, and something, something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And so, you know, it's, it's very likely that this is an asteroid, uh, perhaps, that, that God is, is bringing this, this asteroid that is ablaze, and it impacts uh, the planet. By the way, scientists have named an asteroid that uh, they believe will impact the Earth. It's called Asteroid uh, 1950 DA. The scientists in the journal Science have written that there is a 1 in 300 chance, okay, that we will be hit by an asteroid March the 16th, 2880. So we're about 800 years away. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime, but check this out. It, it is estimated that this asteroid, at the time that it may impact the Earth, and one in 300 chances is a, is a pretty good likelihood it may, it's one kilometer wide. That's a little more than half a mile for us in America who, who never converted to the metric system. And a little more, like 0.62, something like that, uh, miles wide. And they say that the impact of an asteroid just a half a mile wide upon the earth would be the equivalent of one million tons of TNT. One million tons of TNT. So uh, we don't know if this is an asteroid or, or a comet. Comet is basically dust particles with ice, which melts as it enters Earth's atmosphere, carbon dioxide, ammonia, methane. So how something like that affects the atmosphere and affects, in this particular case, um, the sea and sea life, uh, sea vessels. 
So the impact is, is going to be, you know, pretty obvious. When you have a third of sea life dying, you have to now imagine the stench. And it, a third of the seas become blood. The stench of blood, the stench of sea creatures that have died. And, and th- consider this. A lot of people think, you know, protect the rainforest because the oxygen levels in the earth and stuff. Okay, again, fine, protect the rainforest. But the, the rainforest is not what provides most of the oxygen in our, on our planet. It's actually plankton in the ocean. That oceanic plankton, scientists say, is responsible for 50 to 80% of Earth's oxygen. So try to imagine when you have a third of the sea destroyed like this because it becomes blood, you are reducing Earth's oxygen levels by about 20%. So this is going to be now, so now you're gasping for air. You can't breathe as well. And every time you draw in a deep breath, you're just smelling the stench. I mean, you have to try to imagine what life on planet Earth would be like, because this is like hard to even comprehend. And it affects a third of the ships being destroyed. Commerce on the sea, there, there are presently uh, at any one time about 50,000 uh, merchants uh, on the sea. Merchant ships on the sea carrying five to six million containers of goods at any one time in our world, and a third of them will be destroyed. So this is going to be obviously a very impactful event when trumpet number two is sounded. Trumpet number three. Trumpet number three, a third of all fresh water becomes bitter and many die. And you'll read here with me that the great star burning like a torch may be an asteroid or a comet. So we see a similar thing happening with trumpet number three. We're going to see the word wormwood. It is a bitter plant used literally for medicinal purposes and figuratively as God's judgment upon those who disobey. Now, there's something interesting in this third trumpet I'll point out. But let me read again verses 10 and 11. Then the third angel sounded and a great star... That's again, probably a comet or an asteroid fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood or literally became bitter. And many men died from the water because it was made bitter. And so now, whereas trumpet number two affected the ocean, trumpet number three affects fresh water. And so fresh water, the source of drinking water, is going to be compromised here when this star, again a comet or asteroid, falls to the earth and makes fresh a third of all fresh water sources become bitter, and as a result, many die. Maybe they die because something within the bitterness of the water is poisonous, or maybe they just die because the the water, now they're not able to drink, and so uh, they die of thirst, but many, many will die at this point. Now, in your Bibles, the word wormwood, that, that became a very intriguing word back in the 80s especially. And so if you've been around since, since the 80s, you will remember an event that happened in Ukraine, specifically in Chernobyl. Uh, in, in 1986, I'll give you the exact date, uh, April the 26th, 1986, there was a power plant, nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, Ukraine, 
that had a, a partial meltdown. There was a, a terrible accident where eight tons of radioactive material escaped into the atmosphere. 8,000 people died pretty, pretty suddenly, and another 200,000 people were affected as a result of the escape of radiation from the nuclear power plant in Chernobyl uh, in, in the Ukraine. Scientists say that as a result of the level of radioactive material that was leaked into the, the atmosphere, that it'll be 20,000 years before Chernobyl will be inhabitable again. And so, you know, people not only lost their lives, they had, they had to lose their possessions, their homes, they had to leave uh, the area of Chernobyl. Well, in 1986, shortly after that event happened, in July the 26th, 1986, the New York Times ran an article on the front page of the New York Times entitled, The Talk of Moscow, Chernobyl Fallout, Apocalyptic Tale and Fear. And the article, I'll just read like one paragraph of it. Uh, this is from the New York Times, July 26, 1986. A prominent Russian writer recently produced a tattered old Bible and with a, pract- and with a practiced hand turned to Revelation. Listen, he said, this is incredible. And the third, and he's quoting from scripture, and the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters and the name of the star is called Wormwood and the third part of the waters became Wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. In a dictionary, reading the article still, in a dictionary he showed the Ukrainian word for Wormwood and in the Ukrainian language, Wormwood is Chernobyl. And so the writer who's showing the New York Times this as a professed atheist, but yet was hardly alone in pointing out how the apocalyptic reference to the star called Chernobyl. So it is an interesting thing. Now, what, is, what does all that mean? Does that mean that when that nuclear power plant melted and um, all this radiation escaped and made that whole place bitter and radioactive and people died, that that's a fulfillment of this particular passage? I don't think so, but I think it probably is a picture. It is a picture of what is to come and kind of as a preview, here the word is uh, Chernobyl, meaning wormwood, this bitter plant that turned that whole place into a, a bitter place where the water obviously was uh, affected and people died. And it's just a glimpse. It's a glimpse. So I don't think it's an actual fulfillment, but it is a glimpse of what is to come. I don't think a coincidental glimpse. I think an intentional glimpse of what is to come. So the fourth trumpet sounded. Here's trumpet number four. All the light sources are darkened by a third. And uh, Jesus did say when he was speaking of these days to come in Luke 21, 25, that there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on earth distress of nations with perplexity. So here's what the fourth trumpet says in verses 12 and 13. It says, then the fourth angel sounded and a third of the sun was struck a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened, and a third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. So what happens with this fourth trumpet is the day-night cycle is going to be disrupted. And I looked, and I heard an angel. Now, if you're reading from some translations, it doesn't say angel, it says an eagle. In fact, even in my Bible that I'm reading from New King James, the word angel has a, a footnote And in the footnote, it says that some of the original texts read 
eagle. Well, only in the King James Version does it say eagle. All the other versions say angel. It is not the word agalos. It is the word aetos, meaning eagle. So the New King James and the King James say angel, but it is actually a different word, aetos, eagle. How is it possible King James said angel? Well, Perhaps he had too much tea that day. I don't know. But the Greek word is aetos, meaning eagle. Now, is this a contradiction in Scripture? Here's why it's not a contradiction. Because when you glance backward to chapter 4, in chapter 4, there's a description of four living creatures around the throne of God. And these four living creatures are angels. And one of the living creatures in chapter 4, verse 7... It's, I'll just read the whole verse. The first living creature was like a lion, had an appearance like a lion. And the second living creature, like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So one of the four living creatures, one of these angels around the throne of God, has an appearance that looks like an eagle. So actually, either word would necessarily work here back in chapter 8. But it is more specifically um, an eagle who is, who is dispatched here, flying in the midst. And it can also be translated angel and saying with a loud voice, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. So in other words, the worst is coming. And here we have a third of the light sources are all darkened. And so there's, a, there's going to be a reduction in the brilliance of the sun. And of course, the moon just simply reflects the sun. So that would make sense that then the moon will look dimmer and the stars will be dimmed by a third. Now consider this. When the sun is dimmed by a third, it will affect the temperature on the earth. And now the earth is going to be colder. So you have a colder earth with less oxygen, a lot of death. I mean, this is just a very troubling scene. When you get here now to trumpets 5 and 6 that are found in chapters 9, you're going to read a lot of these different terms that I want to explain right up front. You're going to see terms like star, locusts, scorpions, Abaddon, Apollyon, angels who were bound, and a reference to an army. And when you put it all together... These are all terms that either describe Satan or his demonic forces. What we're going to see between trumpets 5 and 6 that are spelled out here in chapter 9 are that demons are going to be allowed by God, because God is sovereign over everything. They are going to be allowed by God in trumpet number 5 to torment people, but not to kill them. And it will go on for five months. And in trumpet number six, uh, there's going to be a release of four angels that are bound. And that means that these are demons because angels that are still of the good class would not be bound. And these that are bound are going to be released. And they are allowed to kill a third of mankind. So, Chapter 9 is is about, let me give you a preview here of what trumpets 5 and 6 are. Trumpet number 5 
Mankind will be tortured by demons for five months, except for the 144,000 Jews who have been sealed. We talked about them last week. Then people will long to die, but death will elude them. We'll talk more about the abyss and Abaddon and Apollyon. And then trumpet number six. And when trumpet number six is sounded, here's what's going to happen. A third of mankind will be killed by demons, and that'll be an estimated one billion people. So... There's still a lot of very troubling things to come. That's all we have for today's edition of Cornerstone Connection. If you'd like to listen to this edition in Revelation again, or if you'd like to explore other messages from Pastor Gary through his Bible teachings, just visit our website cornerstoneconnection.cc or you can download our mobile app to stay connected to the truth of God's Word everywhere you go. It's a great way to have a quiet time anytime. You'll find a link on our website along with more information about the church behind this ministry, Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you. Come visit us. You'll find service times and more information about Cornerstone Chapel at cornerstoneconnection.cc. Is there anything happening in your life right now that we could be praying for? We'd be honored to do that for you. Or is there anything God's doing that deserves some rejoicing? Please let us know. We love that we can interact with our listeners. So send us a quick email and we'll get back to you soon. Prayer at cornerstonechapel.net. That's prayer at cornerstonechapel.net. With that, our time with you has come to an end for today. Put a marker where we left off in this final book of the Bible and make plans to join Pastor Gary next time for more, right here on Cornerstone Connection. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.